Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. If you want to get technical, I kicked his face. And the... I want to say something about sensei-esque, but the sensei-esque Chris Randazzo. This is the wall from across the door. (laughs) We here on this week's episode talk television. This is episode 125 for the week of May 17th. Last week, we told you that this week was going to be lost. We flat out lied to you because we got an email. Uh, This is a listener request episode. So this week, we are going to be talking about Cobra Kai, season one, episode one, uh, Ace Degenerate. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what you want us to watch. We'll we'll listen. This this episode is, is like proof of that. Just let us know you're out there, okay? So, Chris, you brought this email to my attention because I don't pay. I don't. I don't. I don't think I have access to our email account. But that's neither here nor there. Um, this email comes to us from John Maldonado. It's Maldonado. I know him. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> and hey yet guys, you still fucked his name up. <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's a, a gag. Hey, guys, first, I have to apologize. I feel like as a Smallville fan, I dropped the ball on not writing in for Krypton. Anyway, one of you, probably Evan, needs to choose Cobra Kai. I just binge watched the 10 episodes in one sitting, and I freaking loved it. He actually wrote friggin'. I I did not change his. The trailer sold it differently than what the end product winded up being. And I have very few complaints. I'll probably write in when you guys decide to do it. But at least I recommend watching it. And if <laughs> he's adorable, and if you need a way to, I still have my free trial of YouTube Red until June 10th. <laughs> Thank you, John. So I watched it. We watched it. I I I I, I had to pull myself away from the television to actually record this this episode because I wanted to continue watching it. I really really enjoyed it. The basis of this show, I feel okay. So it, it's it's Billy's uh, William Zapka. It starts off the first episode is him, and I feel like this is like an e true Hollywood story of, of Billy Zapka's life. I don't know if you guys got that impression. Who's Billy Zapka? Is that the actor who <laughs> plays Johnny? Yes, Johnny. <laughs> Yes, the true hero of Karate Kid. <laughs> I uh, can't say I've spent a lot of time watching E! True Hollywood Stories, so <laughs> I don't know, I guess. Okay, so this guy <laughs> in real life had one one big show, one big movie, and he's pretty much been living off of that popularity throughout his life. This episode shows how that one the, the situation in that one movie has made his life go completely horribly sideways. 
What did you guys I, think? I don't know that I necessarily... I, now, not having watched the full season, I, I, I can't say for absolutely sure, but I don't know that I agree with your assessment of what exactly is going on there. Um, Karen, why don't you talk first? Because I'm going to probably babble quite a bit. Oh, okay. Um, well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how Billy Zabka's life actually is. I don't know if it's as bad <laughs> as, uh, as is shown for, for Johnny. Um, but, uh, and I, I have to put out there that I am coming at this as probably the person on the show with the least connection to the original Karate Kid. I don't think I saw it until my 30s. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you watched it for the first time with, with me. With you, right? yeah. and yeah. So, Wait, um, the first time you watched it, Chris? No, I no, oh, okay. not, no. Her first time was with me. Okay. No. Oh, continue. <laughs> yes, he took my Karate Kid virginity. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I liked it well enough, but I don't have that nostalgic, like you know, pull that mm-hmm. other people might have for this, um, this story, this universe. Um, I mean, I liked it really well i thought it did a lot of things right um and i thought it was a cool premise to sort of come at a story i mean that that's sort of a storytelling like rule is that when you have a villain you have to if they're going to be believable you have to make them believe that they're the hero that they're whatever they're doing is right and so to come at this story i guess whatever it is 25 years later um, from the perspective of the villain who always thought he was right, or at least, you know, it seems, it seemed like he had seen the error of what happened in the original movie, um, at le- by now. And he was like, gonna do something good and be a good guy and be the hero. And so I thought that was a really interesting idea to, to come at this story from. That's really interesting. Cause I I didn't see it that way. I saw it as a guy who felt that something was stolen from him in his youth, and now he's going to try to get that back. Like, he's still he's still harboring on that one kick from mm-hmm. LaRusso. And that, I feel like that is fueling him more than trying to be the good guy to the young Hispanic boy. Well, not necessarily to be a hero to that guy, but to be a hero to himself. To okay. Do, to 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 do something good with his life, because clearly, Danny Larusso kind of turned out to be an asshole. <laughs> you see, but I, <laughs> as I was watching it, I kept flip flopping on whether he was a douchebag or not. And that's like, why I think this premise is so interesting, is because you really can kind of see it both ways depending on you know what what you're being shown Mm -hmm. yeah it's really interesting that um especially watching episode two which is more from danny's perspective right um i i like that uh, i feel like the show is kind of telling a story that's somewhere between what the two of you are saying like (laughs) what's really interesting is that neither one of these because all right I, let me preface preface this whole thing by saying I am not a fan in the least of the uber clever, oh, no, you've been watching this wrong the whole time. 
Okay. Uh, Ferris Bueller was dead the whole time. Uh, Danny LaRusso, he's really the villain. Like, well, that—that this... that is a straight steal from How I Met Your Mother. I apologize. I do not feel that Danny LaRusso was the villain. <laughs> but I mean, I've—I've I've seen that we've actually pu- published something on our website from from one of our writers that that kind of felt that way, and uh, it's um it, that kind of stuff really bugs me. It's like, all right, I get it. You're 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 so clever, pushing pushing your glasses up your nose, but. Uh, the movie was the movie, so mm-hmm. let's let's just leave it at that. Um, but you know, Danny wasn't you know a hundred percent good guy, and that that was one of the things I like about the original movie is that he's kind of a little he's kind of a little shit. Yes, <laughs> you know? he's not, and but but Johnny was definitely a bully, and but it was also kind of interesting seeing where he is coming from because one of the layers in the original Karate Kid movie is that he's a product of his surroundings, mm-hmm. you know, like his sensei was awful. Yes. And he was pushed into all of these awful, all this awful behavior, but he wasn't inherently bad. Yeah, because but do you think that he, he was felt pushed bad. that far? What's that? Like, do you think, all right, his sensei pushing him into this situation, it, it, it doesn't feel like it was a far leap for that character. Oh, goodness, no. I okay. mean, and especially having seen this show where we've met, now we've met his dad. We know a little bit more about his home life. Who is you know that what I guy? Mean? <laughs> I felt like he was going to die on screen. <laughs> Seriously, I think Asner, that was Ed Asner, that Ed Asner? Right? Yeah. Um, but what's what's so, what's so interesting about him in the original movie, and they show those flashbacks to it, like, he was still just a kid, and even he thought from time to time that they were going too far, you mm-hmm. know? When he says sweep the leg, he questions him. He's like... That's not okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> and uh, you know the whole the, uh, the whole second place exactly scene. in a sense. I like no, that's not not good enough. And you know, life kind of kicks the crap out of him and gets him down. And he wasn't wrong. Danny won that tournament with an illegal kick to the face. So <laughs> uh, I love when they they confronted one another and uh, and he brought up the kick and he was like that was an illegal kick. It's like yeah, he's absolutely right. Um, I got a warning. <laughs> but you know he's tried he's he's always kind of had it's it's interesting to see that this is so believable where both of those characters would end yes. up you know I, like I, I danny I, seemed like such a douche in that first episode and then you kind of see a little bit more of his life and the difficulties that he has which are nothing compared to the difficulties that uh, uh that, that johnny has mm-hmm. but i mean all you know danny has been very successful and uh johnny has not but it's I really like how they're pitting these characters against one another in with misunderstandings that I think really make sense. And they, they are very logical misunderstandings, which on top of there's there's more layers to the misunderstandings that have like not been disclosed. Like, OK, so the, the main misunderstanding is Johnny beat the shit out of some teenagers. Those teenagers happen to be friends with Dan, uh, Danny's kid. Okay, mm-hmm. the only reason, like, okay, that's that's miscon, like those are that's confusion right there. But the only reason this whole thing came to fruition is because Danny's kid ran into Johnny's car. Johnny's car is being repaired at Danny's dealership. Mm-hmm. So that hasn't even been touched on yet in the first. In the first two episodes, yeah. I mean, it's he, he, uh, Johnny figures that out, but he doesn't tell Danny. Mm -mm. 
And it's also funny that Miguel is a dead ringer for young Dan yes. Russo as well. <laughs> um, yeah, there's that. And like, you know, her new friend, uh, Danny's kids, new friends are basically, you know, Douches. the gang that Johnny <laughs> hung out with when uh, when he was kids, except minus the Cobra Kai sensei. Mm-hmm. And the and, skeleton outfits. And the skeleton outfits. Although apparently that's in here somewhere. I keep seeing an image the, of that. The tra- like the trailer for... Like at the end of episode two, like coming up on this season of, they show yeah. a bunch of things, and one of those is they're in the skeleton suits again. Yeah. But on top of that, if you watch those trailers, all of Danny's kids' ex friends, like the geeks and the weirdos, mm-hmm. they're the ones that seem to be gravitating towards Cobra Kai. Which is super fascinating because right. so the way Johnny's teaching Cobra Kai seems to be kind of against. Like he's falling into the same pattern of his sensei. Mm-hmm. Like he's not. He's he doesn't not know doing any different. the right thing. Yeah, he doesn't know any different, and he's he's so fed up with how crappy life is treating him that now he's teaching these kids to strike yeah, first. The strike, and it's really cool because, and I know Karen, you didn't see this, but in the second episode, they also show um, Danny. He had a, a little home dojo, and he was training his daughter, and he was a, basically giving Miyagi's advice to her on what. You know, kung uh, karate is it's it's for defense and all that stuff, and they really played those two against one another on you know his flashbacks, and then Johnny teaching the new students the angry Cobra Kai method, and it was I want to see these two characters. Uh, I, I want I I really want the resolution to be something along the lines of these two characters learning something from one another mm-hmm. that they're both these two relative extremes in in a lot of directions in their lives and i feel like they have more in common than they realize and you know the fact that johnny was not all bad in the original movie and danny was not all good in the original movie having these characters grow up and then potentially learn something from one another is really cool um and it and, and it, like i said we're only two episodes in so we don't know where it goes but it seems know- possible the way it that this show possible. is being laid out, it, you there's the possibility of this being a after school special kind of thing where everybody walks away with something like the, the 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 you know the geeks and the nerds learn how to protect themselves and be more confident and you know Johnny learns to be less douchey like what it it's not out of the realm of possibility because Johnny's character or the Johnny character wants a better life. That's why he's yes. doing this. And and Danny's son is a <laughs> yeah piece of crap. Yeah, uh, I will also say just because was, I know was really I good. know Jonathan is listening to this. Jonathan did write a second email that was much longer. Okay, that was basically his thoughts on the whole season, which I did not read. Okay. I read like the first paragraph, and I stopped myself because I don't want to get spoiled on what's happening. And I was like, "We're right, allowed just- to spoil. You're not." <laughs> um, we put on the spoiler warnings for a reason, people. <laughs> oh, it was a fun weekend. Uh, inside baseball, the uh, so so yes, Jonathan. If we're completely off the mark on where we think and or want this season to go, um, by all means, uh, right, we'll 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 read your email after we've we've seen more of the show. Because I mean, Evan's gonna watch the rest of it, and as soon as he puts it up on his uh, super secret nefarious service i'm gonna watch the rest of it too there's a couple of episodes um, there already i just have to give it time <laughs> sweet okay uh, 
<laughs> Don't tell anyone. Shh. Good thing nobody listens to this show. <laughs> John and Matt, they'll know. <laughs> they'll know. Maybe Ferg too. Uh, <laughs> the, the, look, I, I was I I, I have a, a deep, deep seated love of the original uh, Karate Kid. Uh, it just it feels really good. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's just the right kind of brand of nostalgia. I I just really really like that. What that I movie. liked about this show, not only did they have direct scenes from the movie, like there's a whole scene where where uh, Johnny is drunkenly driving around thinking in his head and it's and it's oh yeah flashing back he's flashing back it's but it pulls from the movie the 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 show opens up with the the final battle of the movie which they then you know did a little camera work and you know put in a, a stunt double to make it like live so they could zoom in on the cobra kai logo but they are doing justice to the original Yes, they're doing just to the source material. They're handling the nostalgia really well, like the music and the fact that he drives oh, around in that car. Yes, and, and I really thought the music was used to great effect because, the, of course, of course, that's the same music that he'd still be listening to. Of course, that's the same car that he would be Trans-Am, driving because right? <laughs> he'd just be trying to still live in and, and hold on to whatever piece he could of that, you know, glory before he lost the fight to Daniel. And it, and you know before he kind of lost life, you mm-hmm. know yeah. he spent the first he spent so much time being kind of a piece of crap, and you know this is this is where that attitude in life got him, and it's you can tell because it's because of all the people around him, it's because of that toxic sensei that he put so much faith in, it's because of the toxic relationship with his family, mm-hmm. like this this guy is a a real like it, when you originally watch the movie and you kind of think back to it, it's like wow these people are awful like. How would these pe- how could these people really exist and be that awful? And you know, it's almost like they've retroactively explained like now this this makes complete sense for this character to be this kind of a person. And it's interesting. <laughs> they did they did a very good job. There was one, it was weird because as I was watching it and it kept showing that Daniel LaRusso now has uh, car dealerships. And for some reason it didn't click in my head like why would he go into like automotive repair like that just like that doesn't make sense to me and then i think it was in episode two they show him working on a car in like in business attire and for some reason it just flashed me back to him working on a car with miyagi Mm -hmm. and it just made like oh that makes sense i get it like for up until that point for me, it just was like, well, what kind of career can we give him that's pseudo-douchey? And no, this actually makes sense what he's doing. Yeah, it's really quite astonishing how much thought they put into this. Like, uh, For YouTube I will Red, say, I'm I don't shocked. necessarily, I don't really get where uh, Jonathan was coming from and saying that he thought that the trailers kind of sold it as something different than what it is. Maybe more changes as we get deeper into the season, but... So far, it's pretty much exactly what I hoped it was going to be. Yeah, well, um, the, the, trailers the trailers themselves really didn't give too much. It, I feel like it made it seem like it was going to be a head-to-head Johnny versus Danny kind of thing. And this doesn't necessarily have to be that. It's, I, it, I feel like it's going to be more of Johnny's world versus Danny's world, not necessarily yeah, the two of them versus each other. It's more nuanced than just the two of them having a beef with one another. There Which is some, I'm some very heavy glad imagery. To, and, 
in the second episode, you know, them standing face to face on the mat mm-hmm. and what like I was like, Oh, this is they're doing a really good job with this. So so far I'm a fan of YouTube Red. yeah dude this when i finished episode two earlier this afternoon Uh i like i darn near signed up for like danny larusso pops or like hey try one one month free of youtube red i almost did it and i was like nope you stop you stop right there. you stop it (laughs) do not give these people your money all right so thumbs up from us and apparently thumbs up from john john thank you so much for the suggestion i know i will be watching the rest and i'm assuming chris will as well Absolutely. Very good. Karen, maybe Eh, in the background. I wouldn't leave the room if it was on. All right. (laughs) Raving endorsement. All right. We're going to take a quick break and come back. Um, We have a lot of news to talk about. Lots of it. So uh, check out our commercials. All right. Stay tuned. Return of the Living Dead 3 may not be the title you think of when you think of all time horror classics. Typically, the deeper you go into sequel territory, the worse things get, especially when there's sequels to spin-offs. However, in the case of Return of the Living Dead series, the third time was the charm, at least according to Geek Aid's Ernie Rockleman. Find out why this horror threequel is worth revisiting 25 years later in celebrating 25 years of Return of the Living Dead 3, located in the think tank. Spring is in the air, and with it, a metric ton of pollen. But when we're not all sneezing and gasping for air, kids are playing sports, and one of those sports is the American pastime baseball. Geekade's Dave DiOrio, a lifetime baseball fan, delves into what it's like for him watching his son's Little League team, as well as the other types of parents that show up, the anxiety that comes with trying the sport for the first time, and a whole lot more. Don't miss In Defense of That Guy, located in the Think Tank. Legion is drawing ever closer to its season finale, and with last week's tragic episode leaving the show's protagonist in a pretty bad way, this week sees him basically flipping through the multiverse like a catalog, looking for a better version of his life to live. I guess that's something you could do when you're as powerful as David Holler. What does this mean for the future of the series? Have we been watching a non-existent reality this whole time? Find out in Legion of Spoilers Chapter 14, available now, and keep your eyes out for more new entries every Monday until the season finale. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more, right now at geekade.com. Hey, Karen. Hey, Evan. So, uh, you said you're going to take the 60-second summary this week? I am indeed. Fantastic. What are we surmising? Uh, we are talking Parks and Rec season six finale. I believe it's episodes twenty one and twenty two, uh, entitled "Moving Up," part parts one and two. Very nice. Okay, got your timer ready and mm-hmm. at your leisure. And go. So I've been rewatching Parks and Rec, and I just kind of wanted to talk about this for a minute. I don't think it's a good main topic selection, but this episode came up in the natural course of the rewatch, and at the time that it it uh, aired the fate of the show was uncertain and I think it's the gold standard of a season finale that could be a series finale it's just so wonderful everybody gets a big like resolving storyline everybody every every like minor um, fan favorite character pops up and and everybody gets something to do all the major characters have 
like you leave them in a good place and um it just it did end up going on to a seventh season and i think the seventh season was also great but i really liked what they did with this and i think everybody should uh take it as a lesson fantastic and that is coming up in our news that's something that a lot of people should be listening to mm-hmm. thank you so much karen and we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials and the 60-second summary. Let's dive right into the news. This first one, <laughs> radiotimes.com. Karen, mm-hmm. this one was posted up by you. Yes. And it's a discovery of witches' first look. I don't know what that is. Uh, well, uh, Discovery of Witches is a show that's going to be on, BB- on Sky One. Sorry, Which I had BBC. to look up what Sky One was because I thought it was another streaming service. I'm like, fuck, another one? But no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a different channel. B- BBC doesn't own every single channel in England. Okay. Um, so Sky One is is one of their other channels. And I just thought it was a neat looking show. Um, Alex Kingston is playing, I guess, the aunt of the main character. She's a witch. Uh, she's gay. She is... Um, she looks like a badass. I don't know. Just looks like an interesting show. Okay. It looks I didn't like know something. If, it, I didn't know if this had anything, any sort of tie-ins to Who, because they're throwing the Doctor Who phrase around this article a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, since Just, that's what Alex Kingston is right. most known for in England. Um, gotcha. That that's why that they did that. But uh, it just looks like a cool show, and I hope they bring it over here. Uh, I don't know of any relationship that Sky One has with any American companies, but uh, yeah, maybe I, it's a good time to form one, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was, that was going to be another one of my questions because I know um, BBC America is available here. I've never mm-hmm. heard of, I didn't, I, up until reading this article, I didn't know what Sky One was, so I didn't know if there was the availability of it here. So, But... If you we want can, to see it, Karen, I know a guy. <laughs> we can we can hope and dream that uh, for those of us who don't know the guy that I know and that Evan knows, um, that you can see it too. Because yes. I'd like to probably talk about this on the show sometime. We will we will we will keep it keep you you informed. All right, this one from NPR. NBC investigation finds Matt Lauer's accusers credible. And that their executives were idiots. <laughs> yeah. Um, like this, this hurt my heart because they're like, no, no, no. Matt Lauer is a, a, a horrible, horrible person. Yes. But his bosses, the people in charge, had no idea that he was a horrible person. Yeah, we didn't do anything wrong. Um, I mean, we're sorry that all this stuff happened, but whoa, 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 we, we didn't know. <laughs> oh, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Yeah, apparently there's been some, like, they're hiring outside law firms and whatnot to do investigations, and, okay. In general, the report concluded there is not a widespread or systematic or systemic pattern of inappropriate behavior at NBC News. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thanks. You say so. Investigators and, and did note that Lauer frequently engaged in sexual banter or joking in open working environments. Well, that's that's that. So they they knew about it. So that yeah. it's not just Lauer. It 
all this report says is that, you know, it was an open secret. There's nothing really anybody legally can do to hold it against the network. Mm. Which is a shame. Uh, if you're interested within the, the link, the whole report is there for you to read. If you want to know how much of a piece of shit Matt Lauer is. <laughs> Print that up. Read that right on the toilet. If that's a question you need answered. <laughs> um. Karen, you posted up this next one, but it is for all of us. <laughs> Rick and Morty gets an order for 70 more episodes. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> See, now, I thought they were having a problem, like, you know, making enough episodes for a season as is. I don't know what they're thinking ordering 70 more when, like... It's a couple of years. Like, that'd be like ordering 70 more episodes of the Venture Brothers. You might get them before you turn 65. Like, see, but now that was my confusion. What it was that they they couldn't have, they did not have the material to produce them, or they didn't have time, or they weren't sure if they should be. I was under the impression it was kind of like a last book of Game of Thrones situation where they're just like, yeah, we'll write it. I'm oh. sh- I promise we'll write it. It's okay. going to happen. <laughs> and it's it's a Dan Harmon show, right? Yeah. He's yeah. kind of notorious for, like, you know, not giving a fuck about deadlines. Interesting. Well, maybe, maybe with a huge order, we'll get another season. <laughs> All right, so that's something to look forward to, I guess. 70 more. So that means yeah, we'll be I... watching Rick and Morty till we're ready to die. <laughs> I mean, at the rate they're coming out now. <laughs> I didn't know that networks would make orders that large, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't think that's a. That's not <laughs> standard operating yeah, procedure. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, we had a bitch of a time getting these last 10 or 12 from you. We're ordering 70. Fucking get to work. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that's very good news. Hopefully, we'll we'll get to enjoy them. All right, so, okay. Oh, herein beginneth the herein saga. Herein beginneth the, the journey of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. All right, so the first article, or the first, yeah, the first article that we're going to talk about is from Variety. I don't know where the rest of them come from, but this one is from Variety. The title of the article is Last Man on Earth, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and the Mick are canceled at Fox. Okay. To which I responded, Last Man on Earth is still on? Yes. I was shocked about the Mick. But. I was shocked about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Look at I mean, that. I was we shocked that Brooklyn Nine-Nine got, got canceled. Don't get me wrong. But I haven't heard anybody even mention Last Man on Earth in, I feel like, forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, well, so there you go. I'm not. I'm Okay. None of this is a. The surprise to me was that two of these were actually still on the air. One of them, like, all right, I guess I haven't heard many, many, like, I think I've heard in the past year one person talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and that was Tiff during that episode of SAG. But I'm not surprised, okay? Really? Yeah. That show's, like, got quite the crazy following. Does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I guess I have the finger, my Your finger fingers on the are pulse. far removed, far from the pulse of the community. <laughs> All right. With so, names like Dante and Randall. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. So I'm going to just scroll through our news articles and talk about just Brooklyn Nine-Nine 
now, okay? And then I'll go back. Uh, the next Brooklyn Nine-Nine article that we have listed was from <laughs> The Hollywood Reporter. And this says, well, wait a minute. There's the possibility that Brooklyn Nine-Nine, after being canceled from Fox, might move over to Hulu or Netflix, maybe TBS or NBC. So wait, it's not dead yet-ish? Okay, but then... Like, uh, like that, like, um, what's that Monty Python bit? I'm not dead yet! <laughs> yes. <laughs> the title of this article is Brooklyn Nine-Nine Move Looking Looking Unlikely After Fox Cancellation. They then go to explain more about the situation. Hold on, scrolly, scrolly, scroll. Okay. Karen, you are, like, popping with these. Um... This one, all three, nice job. Third one from USA Today. NBC rescues Brooklyn Nine-Nine one day after the after Fox canceled it. So there you go. It's been a roller coaster of emotion. It really was. I mean, I we have a friend who uh, is a huge fan of this show. And most of these links came from her. She was just like flipping out when it was canceled and then like freaking out when it was, you know, possibly going to be live and just overjoyed when NBC picked it up, which is a smart move on NBC's part. I I have no idea why the show was canceled. I have no idea why Fox decided to do that. Yeah, I mean, apparently it doesn't get great ratings, but I mean, Fox seems to be like, I hate to say that they're smart enough, but I mean, they are definitely a network that sees the potential in... Uh, they like money. They do, and they, they see the potential in things that don't get huge ratings, and they don't... I don't feel like they're a network that cancels things like uh, they did to uh, uh, Firefly so much anymore. Like, they kind of learned their lesson from that, and that's why shows like Family Guy and American Dad and all this... like. They'll keep just about anything on the air if they think that they can sell advertising space for, through it. And uh, this is one of those shows that people watch. Like, it's got a pretty big following. It doesn't get traditional ratings, but, I mean, it's a it's pretty big in pop culture. I wish I liked it more than I do. Mm-hmm. Like, Karen and I did try watching it a little while ago just because we you know, there's people in the show we like. I mean, Joe Latrulio from The State is in it, and mm-hmm. that's kind of like, you know, I'll watch this fun. He's with a those fun guys character. In. Yeah, and, like... Terry Crews is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I I I don't know why I don't like this show as much as I feel that I should, but I mean, I'll I should give it another ch- chance at some point, but with all the, the the articles being posted to to the feed, I actually went and started watching it again. Like I tried the first I th- I figured out it was the first two episodes that I tried to watch and it just didn't grab me. And I gave those a second shot and it's like, okay, I see. I understand it. Then I didn't make it past the third episode. Okay, like it's just I don't know what it is. It's just not grabbing me. So I gave it like at least two tries. <laughs> just to see what the whole hullabaloo is about. But look, season A six is gonna be on NBC. So And that's that's great. Good good for NBC. Yep. Alright, next up from Deadline Deadline Hollywood, American Guides. Ugh. American Gods, Sakina Jaffrey, I'm going with that, joined season two, casting search underway for a new character. So, uh, 
Sakina is from Timeless. I'm pretty sure she was like the boss, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that seems correct. Um, but Timeless, if we, I, I think we reported it got canceled <laughs> or was uh, not yet. on the bubble. Fate's it's, still uncertain. Yep, still right uncertain. Creator of the show is still online telling everybody, Begging. you know, beg, cheat, and steal, make it happen. Um, she is going to play the uh, Hindu goddess of war, Mama Ji. Uh, so that seems like good casting to me. Um, mm-hmm. What I did like is like the open casting call for Sam Blackrow, uh, which is just like tied into this article. Uh, they're also trying to find an actress for the Native American female that shows up in the story. So they're keeping with the books. That's that's good. And and I like that the casting call specifically mentions a Native American or first uh, First Nation mm-hmm. yeah. actor. That's the you know they're really trying to be not just you know have that character represented, but actually have them played by a person of that race, which is super important. Yes, I I agree with that. Um, Karen, yes, you posted up this next one. <sighs> You did. I, 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 I'm pretty sure. I'm sure you typed in the word "fucker." Yes, that was me. <laughs> that was that, my comment. That was, not, that was not part of the link. <laughs> I, and I, I think I typed it because I couldn't say it out loud because I stumbled upon this video um, while I was in the room with Chris, and he was reading a bedtime story to our son, oh, so I couldn't I be see. like fucker out loud so <laughs> all right so there's a there's a, a video on youtube uh the stars from veronica mars are launching a campaign to bring everyone's favorite show back that's great right like uh, you get excited especially when you see the image that's yeah. attached to this link and apparently it's for ryan hansen Saul's crimes on television yeah which is another youtube red show i believe yeah <laughs> so, that's just mean it is mean um i mean especially when you get Kristen bell jason doring and ryan hansen in the same room together my hopes really get up when you do that to me guys so you know what don't do it if you're not bringing that bringing back veronica mars right i do like the way they did it because like the veronica mars character it looks like because you know she is talking about you know we're finally possibly bringing back and then they talk and then they look real close at the teleprompter and they're like son of a get yeah fooled us into do <laughs> which was a character was a would be a move that the character ryan hansen played on veronica mars would pull right is like it tricking them into getting it? them there wait but ryan is that ryan what's his name on the on veronica mars yeah He's Dick. Dicky, right? Okay, that's what I. I thought. I thought. I'm like Ryan Hansen. That does, that does that name doesn't sound familiar to me. I didn't. I, I didn't want to think it was a spinoff because <laughs> that would have really upset me. Um. So yeah, if you're a fan of it, uh, check it out. I'm now probably never going to watch it because of this video. <laughs> but Karen, on the next one, you you redeemed yourself. This one coming from the Nerdist. Um. Oh, no. Yeah, the Nerdist. <sighs> okay. So, apparently, we talked about... I'm pretty sure we talked about this. I know I've spoken about it to at least someone. There was the possibility of a Tremors TV series starring yes. Kevin Bacon. I was pleased with that. I think that's a good pull. 
Um, apparently, it was going to be on Sifi, and they said, no, they're not doing it. Now, the trailer became available. And if, like, I want to slap Sifi as if it was a person. Like, this show <laughs> looks amazing. It really does. <laughs> It doesn't Chris, look did you watch this trailer? I have not watched the trailer. Whole, no. and, and are you familiar with Tremors? Uh, vaguely. Oh, the sandworms see? from Beetlejuice World attack like an Arizona type town. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the, the premise. I've never actually watched the movie before. Oh, shame. So there's been a bunch of movies. Uh, only one of them featured Kevin Bacon, if I'm not mistaken, only one. The first one. And this show is supposed to be the going back to the original town of Perfection. And Kevin Bacon is there, and the sandworms, or I don't—I think they were calling them grabbers, graboids, graboids—are uh, attacking the town again. But the way it's shot and done, it looks really good. It really does. <laughs> you should check out um, that trailer, Chris. I think you would enjoy it, and then be disappointed that the show's not available. Well, but, we can only hope that you know some Brooklyn Nine Nine esque you know resurrection could occur yeah with the, enough if the, yeah. fan reaction or you know, just it's who knows how much of it was actually made and you know just let it go just someone put it on tv all right this next one is from decider.com oh thank god tom and abby have finally remarried <laughs> i was worried no you weren't not even a little Don't bit tom and abby uh you can't fix ugly <laughs> from queer eye <laughs> he married his love uh apparently they did it in a small ceremony i don't even want to say it it's a ceremony they did they, they did it uh justice of the peace kind of thing yeah so they did it small it's cute good for them karen are you happy i am happy good because I, I know you had sweet. more emotional ties to this than i did i'm not even going to bother asking chris <laughs> You know, I was just curious because when they were on the the show, when they did this guy's episode, like, he seemed to form a bond with the cast, and I would have thought he would invite them to the wedding, but it does not, it doesn't say anything about them being there, no. so. That's TV magic. They really don't like him. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so, there's information for all of you people that were wondering... <laughs> Tom's off the market, ladies. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. The next one comes from The Verge. Uh, Chris, did you read this? Um, that depends. What John Favreau's Star Wars series will be set between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. I read the headline. Okay. I didn't really know what else the article would tell me that the headline okay, did. Because it was talking about canon being removed and, like, apparently... Um, not uh, Lucas Lucas Arts removed some Disney stuff from canon, and I like I got confused because I'm not the biggest Star Wars person, but it's leaving room for more stuff, which I guess is a good thing. And this art, this new show, which what is, uh, what stuff did it say it was removing from canon? All right, so after Lucasfilm decided to render the pre-Disney works uh, non-canon back in 2014, beginning in 1991 with Timothy Zahn's Heir to the Empire, the expanded universe continued the post 
Return of the Jedi era with extensive series and novels and comics. That period has slowly been replaced with new series of works such as Chuck Wendig's Aftermath trilogy set a, a year after Return of the Jedi and Delia S. Dawson's Phasma set 26 years after Return of the Jedi. Any of that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Are you saying that some of that stuff is now being retconned out, like the new Expanded Universe stuff, or is... Are they just talking about, you know, the old expanded universe? The stuff old expanded not... universe. Okay, yeah. That's that's what a lot of people were, like, super butthurt about in the uh, the new movies. Like, just, okay. that that's why the new movies suck, because they're not the expanded universe, which is the best thing that's ever happened <laughs> to anyone ever. <laughs> Jane is solo, man. She's a character that no longer exists. Because when, when Disney got rid of the Expanded Universe, they also burned every copy of every book ever. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Um, it's a live action, right? Is that what I read? I Yeah, yeah, right? There's the Untitled. cartoon thing. There's a new cartoon, and then there's this live action one. Okay. The as-of-yet untitled live action show will join the recently announced Star Wars Resistance in the post-Return of the Jedi era of the franchise. So and I think the Resistance show is the one that's going to have Oscar Isaac and uh, yeah. and Gwendolyn Christie in it. Okay. So that's cool. So yeah, Star Wars fans rejoice. The Favreau is taking control of some stuff. That's always a good thing. Way to go, happy. <laughs> good pull. All right, uh, another cancellation notice. For Lucifer. Did we? Did I just read it, or did did we actually talk about? The Lucifer cast begging to 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 write letters and stuff. I think you just read about okay, it. So, yeah, because this was another show that I was like, "Wow, that's still on." So last week I must have read somewhere that Lucifer knew that it was on the bubble, that it you know it's, did that call to arms, and it has been canceled after three seasons. It's a Vertigo comic, well, Vertigo inspired, Vertigo comic inspired show. That's why I liked it, and I you know, I like the smarmy charm of Lucifer. So. Sue me. <laughs> he was dreaming. The show, right? Not the devil? <laughs> well, yeah, the show. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I had to think about it for a second. I like me some Satan. <laughs> Could it be Satan? I like me some Satan. <laughs> Work up the art for that one, Chris. <laughs> Uh, next up from Deadline, uh, iZombie is coming back for a fifth season. Yes. Yay. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I guess I have to watch all of season. Is season four over yet? No. Oh, fuck. All right. So as soon as that's right. So see, the end of season three was the party, right? The underground where everything blew up. Uh, they were dressed as Max military Rager? people. I think that was the end of season two, my friend. No. I think you are two seasons behind. When does What's-His-Name lose his memory and his dad come back? I really think that you missed season three. Fuck. <laughs> Am I that far behind? I think so. Like, <laughs> Hold on. Now I have to look this up. <laughs> Did they... I mean, is new... Like, is the zombie community a thing? Like, yes. Uh, 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 um, um. Okay, so the last scene I remember is the zombies charging military people that were run by the dude from Veronica Mars. 
Okay, so yes, you did see season three. Okay. Okay, cool. You're good. All right, so now I only His have to name now is I Jason feel Boring. <laughs> oh, Fillmore Graves. <laughs> Fillmore Graves. Such a good name for a company. I love the <laughs> naming that Rob Thomas does. It's just, he's so good with them. So, yes, uh, we're going to get a season five. Um, I didn't really read this article because it started uh, to just describe the show as they do so there you go rob thomas still on board this seems like nothing is changing which is a good thing i yep. like it good times good times all right um this next one came excuse me came to us from ew.com entertainment weekly supernatural cast reaction to the cw passing on wayward sisters meh bullshit <laughs> I, I don't know. I did. I was kind of genuinely surprised by it because it, you know, I, f- I feel like Supernatural is one of those cash cows, and a spinoff show would seriously. Okay, I what could what what could possibly go wrong? Uh, <laughs> well, that just making more Supernatural. Money. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Jared and Jared and Jensen are eventually going to retire. Mm. Okay, so then they'll bring it then. Wasn't wasn't this show coming out because of the possibility of them not being renewed? Mm, I don't know about that. Okay, that's what I thought. And then they got renewed. So, and it's CW, and they did expand their their lineup. Right. Yeah. Just that is interesting. Now that I'm adding, putting all the things together. But hopefully, at least if they're not going to make the show, they'll bring these characters back on Supernatural. Yeah, I don't feel like they're just. There's no reason for them to not bring them back on Supernatural Prime, so they can revisit this later when the yeah, boys and I mean, are ready there's, to go. There's hashtags out there. Save Wayward Sisters is out there, and you know, so maybe, but nothing is certain anymore, you guys. Nothing is. <laughs> they, we it's could just, get yeah. a Firefly reboot. You never know. CW just doesn't seem to be in the habit of canceling things these days. It's just. It's one of those strange situations. Like, yeah, no, we're 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 gonna pass on this. Really? You're gonna pass you? on something? Wait, what? <laughs> well, it is what it is. Maybe we'll see it in the future. Hopefully, we'll see the the actual characters in the show proper. So, all right. Next up from NPR. Uh, I don't I don't know how I feel about this one. A new Rocky and Bullwinkle is something we hope you'll really like. Okay, that's the title of the article. Then I proceeded to read the beginning of the article, and I was like, well, okay, the title and this first three paragraphs do not coincide with each other. (laughs) Doesn't make sense. Um, But apparently this show is good. I haven't seen it. Is it actually out and available? Where is it? I don't why? Wait, it's it's out? I don't know. This person is talking about it as if they've seen it. Well, I mean, critics get things that aren't right. available to the public uh, yet, you guys. Okay. It lived on its indication. The latest series streaming on Amazon on Friday, May 11th. Okay. So oh, that was wow. just Friday. So. Right. so I had no idea there was new Rocky and Bullwinkle. All right. Apparently, some things are the same and some things have changed. But the, the main takeaway... Um, there are many, many, many good jokes. 
a rat-a-tat-tat wordplay and dumb puns, contemporary cultural references, and vaudevillian shtick. Self-aware meta-commentary and classic cliffhanger-studded adventure. That sounds like entertainment to me. Um, I'm looking at the art style. I'm, eh, eh. I'll see how it plays. But by reading this article, I am inter- interested in checking it out. So maybe in the future we'll be talking about a Rocky and Bullwinkle episode. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, uh, some sometimes these cartoon reboots, reboots work really well. I mean, I loved the new Danger Mouse, so. Yeah, that's very I, true. I love Rocky and Bullwinkle. I have a, a pretty pretty significant connection to the to, to that old show. It was uh, one of my mom's old favorites, so it was something that we watched a decent amount of, and, and I, I get a lot out of. I think it's a, it's uh, it it is aged. <laughs> like, yes, that show is old. Like a fine cheese. A good wine. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they can do with it. Yeah. I mean, I see no reason why it couldn't work. All right. Uh, the next one. All right. I, well, let's talk about it. It's from comicbook.com. Um, we've been talking about how the fact that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was on the bubble. And this article gives a possible reason for it to be on the bubble. Um Apparently, the theory, Adam's theory, which is Adam Barnhart, uh, the writer, uh, is that they might be they might be canceling Agents of Shield in favor of the New Warriors. Now that was rumored a while ago. Yeah, it's possible, but we now found out that in another article they haven't been canceled. So spoilers for an article coming up, but um. I'm actually interested in seeing this new warrior show that he is talking about. Any idea at all? Two of you? I mean, I've never really heard of it. Okay. Other than what I've read in this article. Yeah, it was supposed to be airing on Freeform, but they passed on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember hearing about that, and hmm. I don't know, it didn't really... I didn't really agree with this guy's uh, thought that like they'd be canceling Agents of Shield for this show. Just that that didn't really seem logical to me. Like if they were going to cancel Agents of Shield, I don't think it would be to put on New Warriors. But you know, whatever, man. What do I know? <laughs> ABC did decide to move forward with Inhumans for an entire season, so that's true. I'm gonna. I, I just like out of morbid curiosity, I'm gonna have to watch that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I keep thinking, like, I just, I got to know, how bad is this? Because, I mean, every trailer looked horrible. Looked horrible. Like, this just looked like really bad, bad TV. And uh, I- I'm sad that I didn't watch it at all, just because I do have a a little bit of a soft spot for terrible TV. But this looked like... It looked past that. <laughs> yeah, this looked uncomfortably bad. This looked like Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li bad. I just watched that again the other day. Oh, my God. That movie's, like... Horrible. Neat. Really? Like, Neil McDonough's, like, eating a baby in a cave or something like that? Like, all right, what? where, where do we go what? from, like, throwing Hadoukens to whatever the hell this is? This is, this is really something else. Well, I, I I know a guy. We're gonna we're gonna be watching Inhumans soon. Um, so yeah, that was conjecture. It's not happening. Let's move on to the next article. 
Uh, hey, yay! Agents of Shield is coming back. Well, we, we, it, that's later. It, it's, oh, we're, we're actually going to touch on that story. Yes. Okay. Yes, because uh, I want to talk about it. Um, from Deadline, NBC boss mum on the rumored The Office revival. <laughs> just, I just wanted to tag that out there. I posted that one, going, "Hey, nobody has said anything." There's your update yeah. on the Office revival. And I've been watching The Office lately, um, and I, I'm not saying I hate it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, Ugh. I don't know that I we want to go back there, you guys. I think you remember it a little bit more fondly than it deserves. Yeah, I would uh, heartily agree. I think Parks and Rec is the better show in the end. Parks and Rec, I find infinitely rewatchable, and... Um, I don't find that to be the case with The Office. Like, uh, anytime I've attempted it, rewatching it, like, even just listening to Karen's tweets about it, because she's been tweeting about it as she goes along. Like, even the first couple of tweets, like, wow, Michael Scott's horrible. And I'm like, yeah, in the beginning, he's, like, legitly just, just horrible absolutely horrible. <laughs> and, and he doesn't have that... I didn't think that joke was as funny this time around as I did with Ricky Gervais in the British version. And even then, I didn't find that as entertaining i guess because like ricky gervais was like an awful person but kind of sad and that wasn't really where they went with michael uh in in the american one they eventually just kind of turned him into a a good dude and but just kind of a moron i don't know that show it went so far off the rails so many times, like it just even forgot there was a train to begin with. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like uh, the w- the point that I got to today, there were going to a shareholder meeting in New York because uh, Dunder Mifflin was in 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 danger of going bankruptcy, and this is like season six. That show went ten seasons. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't. I can't even begin to tell you where they went from there. I remember like there was like a, a string of owners for Dunder Mifflin. Like it got sold to a a printer company, and then there was like a string of owners. One of them was Robert California, and one of them was a ah, uh, oh, jeez, I don't remember her name. Um, oh yeah, Donna from Doctor Who was yeah, and uh, her and Kathy Bates was one of them. And oh god, yeah, oh man, wow, really? Yeah, yeah this show like, went all over like they just had nothing no idea where to go after michael scott left and uh, uh, wow hmm. just wow yeah. <laughs> that's one of the things I, I feel like the the british version holds up so much better because it had a beginning middle and an end like it told its story and when it was done it was done like it the the end of the story was uh um dawn and tim getting together mm-hmm. you know and then this one went all you know Sorts Jim of. and Pam have have kids, and you know they they get married. Nothing against the you old know, Jim and Pam getting married, but like, then they had like really horrible marital marital troubles. That like, okay, fine, that happens, but I don't want to watch it, especially yeah. not when I watched these people like fall in love. Yeah, like that was that's the, you know that wasn't what we were here for. And God, like everything with with Andy, I think is just a really uneven and and just just a cruddy character because ed helms is not steve carell and he started off all like weirdo angry dude then he goes to anger management and then he's all about you know banjo and angela and like all the characters once you go back to like 
again, comparing to, to, to Parks and Rec, you go back to season one and like, yeah, Ron Swanson changes quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely some big differences there. But, man, when you think, look at the differences between, like, Ryan the Temp being, like, this one step removed from reality version of Jim that's just, like, he still thinks everything here is insane, but whereas Jim finds it charming, he's like, yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing here. And then, like, all of a sudden, on a freaking dime, he's like, this cartoon character, which Karen and I were just talking about, they turn everyone on that show into cartoon characters. And I just, I wasn't cool with that. Okay. Speaking of cartoon characters. <laughs> nice. Nice, right? Well done. I was waiting for that segue. From CBR, comicbookresource.com. Cartoon Network's Mega Man animated series gets a new name and a synopsis. Chris, you posted this one up. Um, I read it. I don't know how to feel about it, but I don't have the, the same history as you do with Mega Man. How do you feel about it? Um, I'm not horribly opposed to it. Uh, the first time I saw the imagery connected to this series, I wasn't happy about it. Like, I did not care for the art style, and I still am a little lukewarm on the art. Mm-hmm. But um, it's very different from the source material. Okay. It's, um, you know, uh, this is like robot you know your typical robot kid going to robot high school in silicone land or whatever the heck city silicone city silicone city sorry and uh i don't know i i the actual story to Mega Man is i i think it's just very similar to astro boy it's a you know this scientist creates android robot type situations and uh yeah, yeah androids not cyborgs he creates androids and they all have specific jobs. Evil scientist, who's his partner, steals the robots, makes them evil. So uh, his housekeeping robot, Rock, volunteers to become Mega Man to stop the the evil robots. And then it all goes from there. Gotcha. Um, so the last line in this article, it says, Mega Man Fully Charged will be based on the classic series of games. And it's the fifth animated series to be based on the game character. That's not 100% accurate. I mean, it is. This is a sort of a reimagining of the original Mega Man okay. series. All right, so that that's kind of a cheat, saying that this is the fifth se- series based on that character. Okay. And it's, I, I think it's more of a, a poorly researched Mega thing. Man, there Star been... Force, uh, mm-hmm. fully... Ch- okay. I was just seeing if they listed the other ones. No. Okay. There was a an animated series here in America that was based directly off of the old games, and it was like... 90s TV straight to syndication animation. It's not good, but I loved it when I was a kid because it was a freaking Mega Man cartoon. Right. Um, And then they had like a bunch of other ones like, you know, Battle Network and Star Force that were based on different Mega Man games. And it's not even the same character because Mega Man mythology is freaking weird. Uh, (laughs) For more information on that, check out SAG. I want episode like something or other where a couple of episodes where you did a run on Mega Man episodes, right? Uh yeah, like to put things to put things into perspective. So Mega Man takes place in the future, and like if if I'm remembering right, Mega Man Star Force takes place in the future of the future of the future of the future. <laughs> there you go. Wrap your head around that one. <laughs> yeah, Mega Man mythology, freaking bananas. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll at least check it out. I'm definitely going to check it out. It's not like the new Ninja Turtles cartoon that just looks flat out awful. Mm-hmm. This um I haven't really seen anything of it. And uh it's 
it's not a terrible take on the Mega Man mythology, uh, and it could be cool. All right. Let's move on to another cartoon. <laughs> I Like, this just blew my mind. <laughs> Harvey Birdman, Attorney General, lands at yes. Adult Swim with a new special. So much yes. There's, I can't, there's not enough yeses to cover what I feel about this article. Um, the gang's getting back together. Um, is it, how does it, how, is it Kevin? Kaben? The company that makes it? No. <laughs> the new special features Birdman as the country's next attorney general as announced by President Ken Seven. Ken, Phil, Phil Ken, Ken Seven. Phil Ken Seven. There you go. Okay. Because it's <laughs> K-E-B-B-E-N. <laughs> That's how it's spelled. Oh, I see where you're getting that now. Uh, <laughs> I am so happy that this is happening. I want to know what the hats mean in the, 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 the picture for the article. I've just, I'm just... I'm happy Colbert seems to be attached because he didn't... He, he kind of left the show towards the last season i think right but yeah he had a lot going on i don't don't blame him um well uh the in the picture attached to the article the birdman phil gun seven and what's the hippo guy's name did you get that thing i sent you yeah, what's his name? I don't know. It's in here. I don't remember his name. And those three guys, uh, they're wearing um, red baseball caps with white lettering that just says 46.5, which I think is hilarious because uh, the current president is 45. Uh-huh. Yeah. Isn't it so, Peter? Uh, it's Peter Pata- Pata- <laughs> Peter Potamus. Peter Potamus. Hop, hop anonymous. <laughs> you get that thing I sent you? Yeah. Get that. Yes. So I'm excited. Does it say when? In the fall, I think. It does. Harvey Birdman created. Wow. Series is set to debut this fall. End of the first paragraph. Well, I was I was kind of hoping for like more than just the fall. Well, too bad. Sucks to be you. Yeah. Disappointment. Quote quote Captain Hazel Hank Murphy. Do you want the mustache on or off? Too bad. All right, Karen. Yes. <laughs> Project oh. Runway is returning to Bravo. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. I know you probably didn't read this I because did, you don't care. I did, and I felt like somebody owed me money for the amount of time I read on learning about the <laughs> fucking debacle that was Project Runway. <laughs> uh, it's pretty ridiculous what's happened to this show over the years. This is season 17 that will be coming up uh, when it moves back to Bravo. Uh, it was on Bravo for, I don't know, eight seasons or something like that. And then I think Bravo gave it up or something and it went to Lifetime and it was on Lifetime for a while. Now here's what happened. Uh, Harvey Weinstein was de- discovered to be an asshole <laughs> and uh, and uh, everything he ever touched has turned to shit. And so um, they are like basically bankrupt over at Lifetime. They can't afford it anymore. And Bravo was like, yeah. Yeah, we'll take that back. You guys kept that going for us. So, Thank you. Uh, so yeah, it. thanks a lot. That, that makes me, it, you know, it makes me way happier than it should uh, <laughs> because like, I dig Project Runway. I do, but like, I can delete that Lifetime app now. Like, uh-huh. there is literally nothing else on Lifetime that we have any even remote interest in. Okay, but don't delete it this week because I do want to watch the uh, 
the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle Lifetime movie. Of, of course. Of course. <laughs> but uh, I'm writing down another possible show title. I could delete that Lifetime app now. I like But, you know, now it's just like, all right, well, I still have to keep the Bravo app. And Bravo is a horrible, oh my horrible God, network. It's really garbage. But now it's like really garbage with two good things on exactly. it. Exactly. Now it's got Top Chef. And Project Runway. Which is the way it used to yeah, be. Yeah, so it can consolidate our terrible. And, and that's maybe, great. maybe, maybe someday Bravo will redeem itself entirely and become a decent network once again. Probably not, though. People need their trash. Um, and I get that. Bravo and Lantern have also agreed to develop other unscripted projects for Bravo and other networks in the NBC Universal Cable Entertainment portfolio. So the, the Lantern... Lantern Entertainment, I think it was, is the ones that are doing bra- are doing Project One Runway, or own it, or something like that. Uh, so there's a possibility that they're going to get some other stuff from that team. Cool. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Next up, <clears throat> excuse me, from the Hollywood Reporter, Lost in Space reboot renewed for season two, which is great because I just started watching season one. <laughs> I haven't even started it yet. I, I'm still I'm, I'm working my way through uh, season two of series of unfortunate events, which is where I'm at right now. Gotcha. Then I'm going to segue to Cobra Kai. Then I'm going to get hit up Lost in Space. I feel Cobra Kai is going to be a fast watch. Well, yeah, there's not a lot of episodes and they're only half hours. Yeah, so, I, so I should. That's why I'm plugging that in there because it should be nice and quick. Yeah. Uh, me and the girl. Me and my girl. We should, we watched a, at least one episode of this, and I was explaining to her. How like that's like? Do you know what Lost in Space is? And she's like, No. I'm like, Okay. Do you know what was um the it's a the the not the pirate fucking Pirates of Pantheon. What's the one uh, the the old timey <laughs> story about the family uh, Robinson and Crusoe? Yes. Like right? That's the one that yeah. the family gets trapped on a desert island. They're on a boat. Yes. Okay. So that. She knew that, and I said, well, Lost in Space is like the space version of that, and this is the updated version of that space version of that book. <laughs> Whew, roundabout way. So, You didn't even mention the movie to her, huh? What movie? Exactly. <laughs> um, so I watched at least the first two episodes, and I enjoyed it. I'm waiting for Smith to say, oh, dear. Because the robot already said D- danger, danger. Will Robinson. Um. See now. Now I'm really stoked to watch it because you hate Parker Posey. I hate Parker Posey, <laughs> and you don't hate this show. I don't so hate the show, but I hate Parker Posey really in the show, and it's and it's okay <laughs> because Parker Posey is playing Doctor Smith. Doctor so Smith, who's to hate her. the villain. <laughs> So for me, it's perfect casting because right out the gate, I hate Dr. Smith. And no matter how much redemption they try to put her character through, nope, Parker Posey. I enjoyed it. I'm glad to see that a second season is coming. Um, <laughs> all right. So did uh, Chris, you posted this one up. Wait, are these, these are both the same? Okay, so. Oh, yeah, I posted it a second time because the first time I didn't. All right, I'm just making preview. sure like just one that I didn't see. So X-Files has no plans for season 12 following Gillian <laughs> Anderson's exit. And Gillian Anderson has zero fucks to give about it. And uh, the <laughs> memes and gifts to follow were awesome. <laughs> Thank you both. <laughs> so, yeah, Gillian's not coming back. They're not going to do. 
wasn't the re like didn't they bring it back to try to reboot it with other people yes okay. that's what we thought but then those people weren't even really in that new season all that much and i don't know man all right whatever <laughs> let it die yeah. guys i love the x-files let, let it, it die all right, right. <laughs> deadline.com lets us know kevin can wait has been canceled <laughs> sorry i've i don't even think it's it's not an irrational hatred of kevin james like my irrational hatred of uh uh it wasn't uh santa oh yeah that was pretty that's pretty irrational i just don't particularly think kevin james is very funny huh. i'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy sure but, is. uh uh i think his tv shows are trash mm-hmm. <laughs> and what best is is that the best part about this is in that show they brought um What's her name back from his other show? God. Yeah, I was reading this article where like they killed off his wife or something, and then they replaced her with uh, his wife from his old show. And like, wow, all right. And then, sure, the, and then the ratings dropped, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Perfect, perfect ending. <laughs> all right, moving on because we still got a couple more to go. Um, Coming from Deadline Hollywood, George R. R. Martin's Night Flyers and Deadly Class teasers are unveiled by Sifi. I watch these. I They look interesting to me. Um, it's a George R. R. Martin joint, so let's see. Night Flyers, a supernatural thriller based on a novel by him. Uh, da, 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 da. Follows eight maverick scientists in a power and a powerful telepath who embark on an expedition to the edge of our solar system aboard the Night Flyer, a ship with a small, tight-knit crew and a reclusive captain, in hopes of making contact with alien life. But when terrifying and violent events begin to take place, they start to question each other. Dun dun dun. Bum bum bum. And uh, Deadly Class is based off a comic book. I didn't. That's not. Yeah, that's not a George R. R. Martin joint. No. Night Flyers is. Wow. Made it seem like Deadly Class was. I knew Deadly Class. I like Deadly Class the comic or the, the graphic novel. Um, and it looks like they're doing a good job with it. So check out those trailers. George Mate. R. R. Martin apparently will do anything to not finish that last book. Apparently. Apparently. Can you really blame him? Mm. At this point, the, the n- amount of pressure to finish that off in a good way is like astronomical. And it's, and it's his own fault yeah. for not doing it doing it before it got so out of hand but like yeah if he doesn't if he doesn't finish that off in a satisfactory manner people gonna be pissed they're gonna track him down and kill him yeah all right here it is okay i'm just gonna say it and let you two go agents of shield has been renewed for abbreviated sixth season at abc yay so you're okay with just getting 13 more episodes Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, fine. the last couple of seasons have kind of played out like two seasons smushed together. Okay. Yeah. It's so this really makes perfect sense. I mean, and even if the, I feel like they gotta like understand at this point they've they've they're kind of coming close to being done with this run anyway. So I mean, maybe they're gonna make their plans and, and they, officially finish you know, it. This is how many episodes we have left, and we'll finish it. But yeah, I mean, the last couple of seasons they've been. They they kind of tie it together in the end, but they've they've got a real uh, you know, I don't know. It's something something happens in the first half, then something happens in the back half, and that's just kind of how it rolls. Gotcha. 
I'm a pretty big fan of the 13-episode season, to be honest with you. I am, too. Especially after... I am so sick of the Flash and Arrow right now. Supergirl less so, but really, Supergirl just just gets on my nerves with how freaking useless James is. (laughs) They got nothing to do with this character, but... God, if Flash had been a 13-episode season instead of a 385-episode season, <laughs> then this whole bit with the thinker would have been, you know, done and done with and really interesting cuz like I was just talking with um this uh, a guy online, uh, Brett Brett Rice, he's a, a writer of a super cool video game book coming out. Uh, and he just posted like, man, this season of The Flash sucks. And I was like, you know, I really didn't hate the first half of this season. I was I was feeling pretty good about it. And then Back half just, just been kept going. Dragging. Yeah, it just keeps going, just keeps dragging. And Shield's been doing a great job of getting around that because they of this like they don't just have one big overarching thing that runs for twenty two freaking episodes. They have like you know th- this is happening and then this other thing is happening and they're kind of related and they lead one to the other, but they're they're telling stories in like a manner that makes sense for storytelling, not like all right, well we got to fill up all these episodes, so let's get to work. <laughs> Type away, type away. Well, they, you're getting your agents a shield. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just super happy. I can't wait to see how this season ends. Because like the big question is just like, man, how are are how deeply are they going to tie into Infinity War? Because um, we're we're one episode behind. One we haven't watched the one that just aired on Friday. But like on the most recent episode we watched was like the big speculation of like, all right, Infinity War is out. What are they going to do about this? Like, are they going to tie into this in any way, shape, or form? And we're like, ah, I guess they're really not. They've been pretty far removed. And like, no, they name dropped Thanos in the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. They're talking to some other aliens, and they're like, there's an alien threat coming, and his name is Thanos, and he's a pretty big deal. And the, the dude that they're talking to is like, well, I should get back to Earth and help the Avengers. And they're like, no, we need you here for something or other. And they made it work, but like, they straight up name dropped Thanos and like, I think they even showed like some scenes from the movie as news coverage in the background of a scene too. It's like it's yeah, it's it's, it's pretty it well in. tied in. But, you know, we've we've talked about this a bit on the show like some some spoilers for the movie where like is the snap going to happen in the show? Right. Like is that going to reflect and I'm very curious to find out. I really can't wait to see where this season ends and where they go from here. I'm I'm jazzed. Good, good, good. Um the next one up came again from Deadline. Uh, a Doom Patrol TV show has been green- greenlit by the DC Universe. Um, Doom Patrol, it's going to be a live action drama series. That's based off a comic series. It's a reimagining. Uh, I can't, if I recall correctly, wasn't Doom Patrol like Batman's rejects? Or was that the Outsiders? Oh, that was the Outsiders. Okay. That was the I don't know what the hell Doom Patrol is. I know I've seen the cover on comic books, yeah. but I could not tell you. All right, you so apparently it's a reimagining it's of the beloved group of outcast superheroes, Robot Man, Negative Man, Elastigirl, and Crazy Jane, led by a modern-day mad scientist, <laughs> Dr. Niles Calder. <laughs> Crazy chief. Jane just sounds like some girl who's hangs <laughs> out with them. It's just nuts. <laughs> so, like, they suffered a horrible accident. They got superhero abilities. And, and, you know, drama. They're traumatized and drama-filled. So the problem is it's going to be on DC Universe. 
Oh, right. Isn't DC's creating their own streaming, streaming service. Yeah. service for some goddamn reason? Yeah. So what's going to be on that? Are they like getting repeats of the CW shows or something? Like, I don't understand that one. Every <laughs> other one 66. of these things have been like, okay, I get it. These people want to try to make some money off of this. What the hell is the, like, it's just going to be like a bunch of their DC animated stuff. Like, I'm confused it's, as heck it's, about it's that. It's all the Adam West Batman all the time. <laughs> That's all right, it. sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. Sold. Done. Huh. I'll take two in case one breaks. <laughs> all right. And the last news article. <gasps> I posted this one up because this is also a trailer. Uh, the Rookie, starring Nathan Fillion, has officially been picked up to series by ABC. And the trailer looks pretty good to me. I don't know if you guys have seen it, um, talking to you two, but you should because it's not what I thought it was going to be. This trailer does not seem, it seems more dramatic than Castle. It doesn't feel like it's going to be like a a Castle rehashing. And it looks... Castle rehashal? Castle rehashal. It looks really good. So check that out I'm in favor of more Nathan Fillion on my TV. Yeah. I just got to a, the, the first episode with Nathan feeling in it in Series of Unfortunate Events Season 2. Nice. It was awesome. Nice. I, well, I started watching that too. Where I don't really, Christ, there's so much stuff to watch. All right. And just so the peeps know, in our, you know, our, our, on our site, in the, the show notes, I'm, uh, we're going to attach two links for all of the pilots for 2018 that have been picked up. And a review of everything that's been canceled or renewed. So there'll be two links labeled for you to just reference in list form. See if your favorite show made it or what your new favorite show is going to be. Check it out. All right. That's all I got. Chris, hey. you got it. It's your turn for the spiel. It is my turn for the spiel. I can hear you looking up your spiel because you have yet. To, and it is committed to memory. You know it. I do know it. But you need it in front of you. Well, let's see if I can do it. You. Yes, you. You can get. Wow. Wow, you've stinked. Wow, man. really? You can get in touch with us at is. You can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. And you can find us on Twitter at Twepcast, <laughs> the wow. underscore Geekade, something about names. Wow, I really don't know it. <laughs> this is awesome. I really don't know it. I got to bring this up. Yeah. I read this on. I read this twice a week. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the Stone Age. Nope, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, announcer guy. I hope you're all enjoying this, audience peoples. I'm leaving this in. We're doing it live, people. We're doing it live. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> Where the hell is it? I'm, I'm looking for it. Did I accidentally delete it from my notes? Let's see. Good evening and welcome to blah, blah, blah. No, that's not it. Um, 
There it is. You can get in touch with us at malikgeekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page. And, wow, that's right. With both the Geekade page and the this week's episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. And if you're infer- interested interested in more interesting about the Gabagabah, about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where for all sorts of fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. All right. So next week, we're going to jump back to what we were supposed to be doing this week, which is Lost Season 2, Episode 1. Man of science, man of faith. Um, but like I said at the beginning of the show, please send us emails, tweet at us, hit us up, let us know what we should be watching. We will give you credit. We will tell you what we think. And it helps us. I mean, there's only so many shows that we've watched. Maybe there's something you want us to watch that you like that we haven't talked about yet. So contact us. Let us know you're out there. So that's all I got. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Sweep the leg. (laughs) Get him a body bag. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.